everybody. Welcome back to the John Cast. My name is John. It's a new day. It's a brand new day. His mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new every series. That's right. Today, we are starting a brand new series that I'm really, really excited about. Uh, this is one that, uh, in terms of an idea for some sort of project, uh, this has been on my mind for uh, several years. Um, and then even just the, what we're going to be tackling, the subject of this series has uh, been very prevalent in my life and in my heart, uh, spanning back nearly a decade now. So I'm really excited to be able to work through uh, what we're going to be working through over these next five or so weeks. This series is called The Calling Question. And over the next several weeks, we're going to be examining many of the ways in which we talk about things like mission or purpose or calling in the church and really in Christian culture at large. Specifically, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at the different questions that we are often taught to ask. Questions like, what's God's plan for my life? Or, where is God leading me to go? What is God telling or calling me to do? And we're going to discuss, I'll show my hand right away, how many of these common questions are, in my opinion, actually quite unhelpful. Uh, It doesn't mean they're bad. They're just not the most helpful questions that we can be asking when discerning these sorts of things. And and so instead, what we're going to be doing in this series is we're going to seek to replace these questions with different questions that are perhaps a little bit more beneficial when we're trying to figure out a quote-unquote calling from God. In the church or, again, Christian culture at large, calling is one of those terms that, in my experience, is overused and underdefined. It's in the same category as words or phrases like faith or God's word or gospel and many, many others. These are words that we hear all of the time, whether it's in sermons or conversations or even reading them in books. We may even use them in our conversations. But if we were actually asked to define them, we might struggle to come up with a simple definition, or at least we would likely give a different answer than the person next to us. Of course, the exception here is the word gospel, if you were a part of our summer reading series, of course. Go back and listen to those nine weeks. But in this series, we're not only seeking to define what exactly we mean when we use the word calling— but also to provide uh, some more useful, practical ways of working through the question of divine purpose or mission in our lives. And so today, I think perhaps the best place to start is with maybe the most basic question. And this is a question that I get asked, whether it's in YouTube comments or in emails or by different students that I'm speaking to. I get asked this question all the time, and for me, I used to ask this question all the time, and it's the age-old question of what is my purpose? If you grew up in church, uh, attended a youth group, or maybe uh, you went to college and were part of a campus ministry, if you've been around Christian culture, you no doubt have wrestled with this question before. 
because you no doubt heard a speaker or pastor at one point uh, or a small group leader, you had them impress upon you the importance of finding your purpose. And maybe you've heard people tell their story about, quote, when they were called or how they found their purpose or mission. And if you're like me, uh, you were pretty jealous of those people. You were jealous of their clarity, like God somehow downloaded a mission statement into their brain. Uh, I know that myself, many of my friends and I, we obsessed over this idea of a personal mission statement uh, during a certain season in college. Uh, We did it with the desire, I think, uh, of having a clear goal and intention for our lives, and I think that is a good thing. But if I'm totally honest, most of it was really born out of our own cleverness or really our own desire to kind of one-up each other rather than us prayerfully listening for God's leading or guidance. Or maybe you've tried a different approach than that. Maybe... uh, you dove into the scriptures. Yes, I've done this before. You hear about this idea that God has a purpose for your life, and so you dive into the scriptures with this expectation that if you just read and reflect enough or in the right way, then you also will find this individualized mission or purpose for your life. And the problem is that doesn't really exist at least not in the Bible. You can read it cover to cover, and nowhere in the Bible will you find a personalized mission statement from God. And this is why I think that question of what's my purpose can be an unhelpful question to start with. It's not an unhelpful question altogether. I just think it's not the most helpful place to start. Because firstly, it's starting from a place of individualism, And again, I'm not saying that I don't believe that God has specific plans and purposes for people. I believe that he does. I just think that focusing on ourselves first is not the best place to start. But also what this question does is it places an expectation on God and specifically on God's word that it never claims to fulfill. It places this expectation on God's word that it's going to speak directly and download that personal mission statement into my mind. And that's just not necessarily how the Bible works. And so I think perhaps a better question that I would propose as a starting place in this calling conversation is not what's my purpose, but what is God's purpose for humanity? Because this question and the answer to it is actually made very, very clear in Scripture. But in order for us to answer it, we have to go back to the beginning. If you listen to this podcast, you know what I'm about to say. It all goes back to Genesis. So, in the beginning, God creates everything. Yes, including human beings. And at their creation... God gives humans a mandate, a calling. You might even call it a purpose. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So at the beginning of the creation account, we learn that God 
is the creator and provider and sustainer and caretaker of everything. We learn that when it comes to creation, God is the one in charge. But here, at the end of the creation account, when God creates humans, God seems to be doing some divine delegation. It seems like many of the things that God does, he is asking or delegating humans to do as well. Scholars describe this as humans being co-creators or co-rulers or partners with God. And the Hebrew word for rule in this verse is the word rada. And one Hebrew scholar defines rada as to actively partner with God in taking the world somewhere. And I really love that idea of taking the world somewhere, to actively partner in bringing about progress in humanity and in the world. This is the original calling and purpose for all of humanity, to, as Tim Keller says, share in doing the things that God does in creation. Our purpose is to take the raw materials of this world, and this is Keller again, to rearrange them in order to make them most fruitful. Or to draw, he says, to draw the potentialities for growth out of the soil. This is what it means to, quote, be fruitful or to fill the earth, to subdue it, to rule. It seems from the creation account that God created a world where there was work to be done. Not because the world God created wasn't good, not because God isn't perfect, but God created a world where there's work to be done so that we as humanity could have purpose and meaning in our existence. What God does, what he expresses in Genesis 1, is he is allowing us to share in the work that he does so that we can have purpose. It's actually work is an expression of God's love toward us. So this is God's purpose for all of humanity, and it's made very clear on page one of the Bible. But what does this mean for you and me? Right? How do we translate this expansive calling to all of humanity, to an entire human race? How do we translate that into our lives individually? Well, a pretty simple way to think about it is your purpose is to partner with God. Your purpose, ultimately, is to be a partner with God, which means that where God is moving, we move with him. Where God is speaking, we offer ourselves up as his mouthpiece. Where God is working, we invite that work that he is doing to be done in and through us. You see, as a Christian, we are to think of our activity or our work in the world not as autonomous or self-serving, but as this partnership with God in carrying out his purposes for humanity. So, for example, one of God's purposes, God wants to lead his people forward in faith. And so, as a pastor, I partner with God in doing that work. God desires for every child to be loved and accepted and to have a home. 
And so I have friends like Amanda and Eric or Connor and Hannah or Christy who partner with God in doing that work as foster parents. God desires for all people to live healthy and whole lives. And so my friend Caleb partners with God in that work as an ER doctor. Or my friend Nathan partners with God as a therapist. You see, your purpose, it's to partner with God. Your purpose is to find the work that God is doing in the world and then ask, how can I, with my unique skills and gifts, uh, in my unique city or situation, how can I uniquely partner with God in doing work that helps the world to flourish? I think this is a much more helpful question than starting with what's my purpose, to instead start with what's God's purpose for humanity, because there's an answer to that question. It's to partner with him. You see, I might not always be in a place where I can discern and figure out a unique individual mission statement for my life. And you might not be either. You might be 15 years old, you might be brand new to this faith journey, and you're just figuring things out, so you're not really ready to commit your entire life to an individualized calling. But I can always look and see where God is active in the world, and then I can always ask, how can I be a part of that work that is already happening? How can I partner with God in what He is already doing? And to help you begin to ask that question, we're going to walk through a short reflection that I hope will be really helpful for you. And we're going to do that right after the break. All right, everybody. So I'm really excited to be back with these second half of these episodes where um, our teaching portion is done. And now we ask the greatest teacher, the Holy Spirit, to uh, translate my imperfect words into your heart and into your mind and into your lives, I hope in a transformative way. And so we begin today's reflection as we always do by taking just a deep breath and inviting the Spirit to lead this time. So let's take a deep breath together, breathing in. And breathing out. And as you continue to breathe, I invite you to take a moment and look inward. And begin to ask, where is God at work in your life? What is God teaching you right now through your current situation? How is God stretching you or growing you during this time? Maybe it's intellectually, maybe it's emotionally, maybe it's even physically. Take a moment and ask yourself, how is God seeking to transform me during this season?
And now with that work in mind, begin to ask, how can I best partner with God in it? Is there maybe a new habit that you can adopt or a new relationship that you can form with a mentor? Is there a book that you can read uh, to help lead you forward in that work? Is there a lifestyle change that you can make? What can you do right now where you're at to help set yourself up to receive the work that God wants to do in your life? And now, still breathing, I want to invite you to shift your attention and take a moment and look outward and begin to ask, where is God at work in your world? How is God right now moving in your family or friend group? Uh, How is God challenging or guiding your church or faith community right now? Where do you see God active in our culture? What is God up to in the world? And again, with that work in mind, how can you best partner with God in that work? Are there unique gifts or skills that you have that could be of use in the work that's going on in your church? Are there actions you can take or or organizations that you can support to aid in the ways that God is moving in your city or in your country? Take a moment and ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. How can I partner with God in the world? God, we thank you that you are a God who is at work, that you are a God who creates and a God who recreates. You are a God who renews. You are a God who is active in our lives and in the world. And we ask, Holy Spirit, we thank you for the ways in which you have called us today. We thank you for the work that has been brought to mind. We thank you for how you have uniquely positioned and equipped us to partner with you in that work. It is a great privilege, God, to be able to partner with you in bringing about your purposes that you saw fit to use us, to work with us, God. We are grateful for it. And Lord, would we be people who don't take that for granted, But may we be people who wake up every day and ask God, where are you at work? And how can I partner with you in it? I pray a blessing over each and every listener. I pray a blessing over the work that you're doing in them and doing through them. 
Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, friends, for listening to this first part of our Calling Questions series. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, if you do enjoy this podcast, please consider leaving a review. That really helps the podcast grow and help more people discover it. And even more than that, um, maybe you have a friend who you know who is working through what is their calling, what is their purpose, and this series might be helpful for them. If it is, please share it with them. Send them a text. Let them know to check out the Johncast. I would appreciate that so much. That is all we have for you this week. Please tune in next Friday for a new episode of the John Cast. Until then, I love you all. Keep being awesome. <laughs>